Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Block, your love doctor, your mother confessor, the bonobo lady, and I'm riding that train with you, FDR. And we're going to talk about sex, love, hate, war, peace, art, culture, politics, climate changes, toxic celebrity, those Tennessee police orgies we've been hearing about, and the bonobo way, as well as what's on your mind what's in your body what's under that badge let's talk about it and you can just board the train all aboard fdr with our conductor captain max can i go Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, everyone. Welcome aboard, everybody. Everybody, (laughs) welcome aboard. Get your suitcase. Don't forget your dope. And anything else, uh, uh, the bar bar wagon, the bar car is open. And you can go there. That's where we, uh, yeah, here. Ring that bell if you're hungry. There's a snack bar. Uh, a snack bar. Is it a snack bar or a snatch bar? Sounds like a cocktail bar. Okay, so Dr. Susie's got all kinds of things to talk about tonight. Nah, I bit. have no idea what I'm going to talk about. So here's how this is going to work. I'm going to ask you what you would like to talk to uh, talk about. And then you would get to talk to me and Dr. Susie and tell us what you'd like to talk about. Like, you know, things like, do you have a boyfriend that you like to turn into a cuckold? Or do you have a boyfriend that you like to poison with food? That's always I'm fun. not giving advice on that. <laughs> I could, but I won't. Don't, don't, don't. No, 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 no. And I have been an advisor to the L.A. Public Defender's Office, so I can help you with some of your kinks if they might accidentally... Suffocate you. <laughs> or something. Yeah, that's dangerous stuff. Be careful. Usually we are very, very anxious to talk about a lot of very important things. And tonight we're a little more laid back. Important. It's our second show of the new year. And last week we began with a birth of a new year and the death of an old friend. And... We're old people, so, sort of old, Speak not for too old. I'm not I, that old. She's younger than I am. A little bit. I'm really older. <laughs> really older. I'm really, just I'm somewhat really older. older. I am an older woman. She is somewhat older. Hi, hi Samantha. I am in that category. Um, so, Cougar. Okay. So uh, I'm going to real quick continue with the obituary. Uh, I have another one to kick the bucket. Right. A couple. Uh, a couple of them. One was not my friend. I don't know her. But it was uh, Elvis's daughter or something? Yes. What Lisa Marie Presley, daughter of Elvis Presley. Okay. That's one. And then uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name again? I forgot. Well, this was our friend. friend. A, a kind of outer circle of our friends. friends but yeah. still, we'd see him every once in a while in New yeah. York. Michele? 
Capozzi. Am I pronouncing it right? Yeah, and you know when we did the art piece in New York uh, with uh, with Heilman C. C. He was part of that. Yeah. He came with we, a bunch of people. With a bunch of people, and we were there and and at the bar, and and uh, I was talking to him, and uh, <clears throat> you know we're chit chatting. Two Italian guys. Two Italians in talking. Yeah, and he looks out the window, and he says, "Wow, man, whose boat is that?" <laughs> Meaning the limousine. The Ours. <laughs> our limousine. That's when we limoed around. Right. And I said, that's a, my boat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he said, that's your boat? <laughs> that's my boat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's dead now. God bless you. And so are all of our limos. Yeah. They are gone. We yeah. don't ride around in limos anymore. We sold our limo, and, uh, and now we're on bicycles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, rickshaws. Rickshaws. Mm. So goodbye to Michele Capozzi. He was a very good filmmaker. He was, of course, into pornography, as well as a documentary filmmaker who won some awards. And he was a great tour guide in New York, especially around the docks. When you first said boat, I thought of the boats. A boat. Because he lived on a boat. He lived on a boat, right, that's right. 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 And uh, apparently limousines are sometimes called boats because I remember one day we went to a club on Sunset Boulevard. And they asked about the boat. Yeah, and before they would let us in... They had to see our car. They said, where's your boat? Mm. It was parked right there. I said, that's my boat right there. So we got in. So we got in. And we had captain's hats on too that night. Right. We were super cool, man. We were <laughs> during our copper years. Yeah. Now we're in our golden years. Now we're not we're, so cool. Now we're in our golden years, you know what I mean. But we're still fun. Yeah, we're fun. We're fun. Look at all these people here. Look, we've got Samantha there. we got Persia, Ooh. Rose, and Lily, and Wahoo. Wahoo. Yeah. Welcome, uh, ladies, and uh, uh, Adriana, and... Uh, Brody and uh, Mars and uh, one other. Is that a moo cow? No, it just says one other. Oh, okay. But other. You are welcome, you udders, to moo and move into the call-in area if you want to speak. You can ask us a question. I am actually yeah. a sexologist and sex therapist, so it could be a sex question. Or it could be any question. You could ask us an intrusive personal question, and we'll either answer yeah. it directly or dodge it somehow or, or cleverly. Or something you want to talk about, mm. you know, in your life and what's going on. Maybe a dream you had, a sexy right. dream. That would be nice. Oh, yes, I like sexy dreams. Sexy dreams are always great. And, of course, that leads into sexy fantasies. Uh, uh, right, mm. correct, correct. And those are lots of fun to share. So, it's almost Valentine's Day and mm-hmm. almost Eros Day. So, you know, if you don't have a Valentine, celebrate Lupercalia and enjoy fantasies. Right. More and more, we have to do that. Hi, Leanne. Mm. So, Lisa Marie Presley, she died quite suddenly, considering she was fairly young, in her 50s. And, of course, her son died by suicide. I think that's the politically correct way to put it these days. But no matter how you put it, as she said, 
So frankly, it is a grief that is hard to get over. Not and passed by suicide. I think she was grieving a lot. Well, and I'm sure. I think it hurt her a lot. And just being Elvis's daughter. Exactly. And this brings us to one of the subjects we're going to talk about tonight. And we talk about it a lot, but I guess we were interacting quite a bit over it today. The subject of toxic celebrity. I even read today that Elvis is making more money than ever. Yes, he's... Uh, he's, he's surpassed... He's uh, making more money dead than when he was alive. living people. Yeah. And so what do people have to deal with, with that immense celebrity, that great value in terms of both money in our capitalist society, when we all want to make money, and what does it do to us? What does it do to those of us who are forced to read about celebrities, to see them, kind of force-fed celebrities? And what does it do to the celebrities themselves? I mean, we're getting an earful from Prince Harry this week, <laughs> Mr. Spare. Uh, wow, I mean, tough. You know, the royals are the original useless celebrities and everyone's got a different way of dealing with it and it, it's rough on the rest of us and maybe a hint that we should worship celebrities a little bit less you know the original celebrities were the gods and goddesses of mythology and humans that aspired to be these gods and goddesses would always get it somehow would always suffer in the myths and I think we've forgotten about that, that when you become a god or a goddess, it hurts. It hurts everybody else, you al and it hurts you. You also have a responsibility to be responsible. Well, yeah, and a yeah, lot of people yeah. have a hard time with that, and I don't blame them. Lisa Marie Presley seems like a nice person. I, I mean, the way I've heard of her a little bit doesn't seem like a bad person at all. T some talented, yes. But with this burden of being Elvis Presley's daughter and then Elvis Presley's grandson, her son commits suicide. What a terrible thing. It's tough. And more power to Priscilla for persevering through all this. We're going to talk a little more about that. And we're going to talk about the cops having an orgy. They're not celebrities, but they are fun to talk about and kind of bonobo-esque. I don't think they all should have been fired. But we're also going to talk with... Brady. Brady! And this is his second call. He did a first call a couple weeks ago. Hi, actually, Brady. in 2022. Come in, Brady. Come in, Brady. Um, yeah, so the first sex fantasy I'd like to talk about is not as interesting as any of mine, actually, but it's Jordan Peterson's. I don't know if oh. it qualifies. I think it qualifies as a sex fantasy okay. or a sex dream, at least. And a hang on. Dream. Do you know who Jordan know, Peterson is? I, ha I have no idea who Jordan... Yes. Who? Jordan Peterson is a... Peterson? Peterson. Peterson, He's yes. a Canadian professor okay. and somewhat of a philosopher, somewhat right-wing, in fact, very right-wing, uh -huh, uh -huh. and kind of a supporter of 
the hero's journey and the whole idea of special people, celebrities. Yeah. And he only has a right wing and not a left one? Very little left. Oh, okay. Very little left of his left Got wing. Got amputated right. the left Oh, one. my yeah. goodness, yeah. I yes. I think he cut his off. He cut his left wing off. Yes, yeah. indeed. But he cries <laughs> a lot. Maybe he's mourning his left wing, oh. actually. And he seems to be a hero okay. to a lot of... Nut people. Well, I wasn't going to define them in such oh, no, a judgmental no, 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 way, no, no, but no. incels, actually. Oh, incels. Yes, yes involuntary yes. celibates, and perhaps a few vol cells that we have heard about also, okay. voluntary celibates. So with that in mind, and by Brady. the way, Brady, before we get into any kind of uh, conflict, I'm not expecting we will, but I want to give you an award. What? What are you? A Susie Award. Oh, you're going to Actually, I already gave it to him. Oh, you gave it to him. On my website, which I bet you did not look at. And you should have, because then you could have experienced the ecstasy of receiving a Susie Award for the past couple of weeks, because I gave him out on Christmas. I'm honored. You should be. You won the Susie Award for Best Song I think that's what it is. And it's more for your dog, I think. Rufio. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, Rufio. Right. I think that was it. It was the combo, though. You certainly were part of it. And so you're there on the award. But Rufio might have bigger letters than Brady in the inscription on the award. Ben, I'm going to include Rufio in the award. He's going to get a snack from you guys. A snack? Rufio's there you a go. snack from you all. Right. Absolutely, give him a little snack. He was just snacker. Awesome, very. Yeah, so I figured good. you're the per you're the perfect person to ask about wet dreams or sexual dreams, and yeah. if it's normal or strange. Especially or right but now had, when uh, it's pouring rain. Ooh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to blow your mind. And J Jordan Peterson wrote a book called Maps of the Mind, and in this book he revealed a dream he had about his grandma. Ooh. And I, I, I want to play it for you, but I'll just give you the breakdown. And Jesus, I just can't do it. I can't, I can't do it justice. You could try. But, uh, I can try. You and certainly did he, a good song. Just, just all right, yeah, I'll give you the nutshell version. Okay. But he narrates it much better than I ever can. Oh. And basically, he starts the dream. He sees uh, his grandmother next to a river, um, completely naked, I think. Ooh. Um, like playing with herself next to the river. And then she gets up and walks over to him with a paintbrush made of her pubic hair and strokes it with his strokes his face with it and goes, It's soft, isn't it? Ooh. And he goes, Yes, grandma, it's soft. Aww. And like it was weird how he uh <laughs> he's like, she pushed it in my face and I tried to like uh, push it. I tried to avoid it, but eventually she like overcame me and mm, like, right. what is, what is, how do we interpret this? Like, well, first of all, normal? as Freud and every other decent dream interpreter tells us, every character in a dream is you. Every character in a dream is a different part of you. Not really his grandma, but a part of him Jordan Peterson that is thinking about his grandma and expressing a certain desire. And I can imagine, knowing the little I know of Jordan Peterson, that it is a very repressed desire, and yet he does express himself. He's very disapproving of so many types of sexuality, so frightened of trans anything, and yet 
he is constantly expressing sexual desire, which is one of the reasons he's so popular among incels. They can see it exude from him. And yeah, he has uh, these uh, sort of very close relationships with like his daughter. I don't know what it's about. I don't think there's anything going on there. I'm not accusing anyone, but there is a very sort of intense relationship. And I can imagine grandma, and he's a man of a certain age, perhaps, when the first porn he might have seen might have been in a love magazine, and he might have seen a bit of pubic hair, yes. So whether he saw grandma's pubic hair, I don't know. I wouldn't presuppose he saw grandma's pubic hair. But he might have seen somebody's, and then he imagined grandma. And it's really a very nice image. How old did he say he was when he was having this dream? Oh, I imagine he was a... I don't, I don't know. I don't know that he mentioned his age exactly. I imagine when it's... A, a relative, I, I would imagine 20s plus. I don't know. Okay, that. we don't know, but it does sound like a dream of a young man who is nervous about women and dealing with his place in life, the hero's journey, if you will. And here he is getting a kind of nice gesture of sexual approval from the goddess. And I have my quibbles with Professor Peterson. And yet, I think it's a nice dream that he had. And dreams are not all about a person. They're about the subconscious, the dark side. So this could be his nice side. Well, you, you know, in, uh, in Love Magazine, when I was published, it's not an unusual sort of uh, fantasy dream uh, about grandma. No, Freud even made a whole thing about it called the Oedipus Complex, except this is once more, you know, this is an Oedipus Complex based on grandma, not just mama. So it's similar, it's just a little older and a little more out there, if you will. Or it's a grand Oedipus Complex. Exactly, a grand Oedipus Brady, complex. <laughs> it's a grand Oedipus Complex. <laughs> And Jordan Peterson does seem to fit that bill. So it's the link in the chat so you guys can uh, hear him in his own words, uh, and it is worth it. And you can be further analyze it. And the, the, the dark side I wanted to bring up was uh, Pizzagate and Balenciaga and this whole kind of conspiracy <laughs> coming up. And if, what y'all think that plays into toxic, toxic celebrity? <laughs> well, toxic celebrity doesn't have to do with any age or nationality. It's just a human thing. We really find out about it in all the ancient mythologies. Those who have hubris, I'm more familiar with the Greek mythology, to reach for the stars in terms of their personality. And listen, I have it. I would like to be better known. I get it. And yet I recoil from it as well. I don't want to compromise certain things that must be compromised in order to attain celebrity. And so I recoil from it. And celebrity is a lot about emphasizing youth and beauty and denigrating sexuality. I guess I would say in current societies, not always in human history, although more and more 
it is about elevating you know youth and beauty and then of course also denigrating all forms of sexuality but especially anything a little strange and then people start getting really strange and yes listen I'm gonna say right here and I know Captain Max feels strongly about this Pizzagate is a fantasy it's kind of based on the protocols of the elders of Zion except with Hillary Clinton it's crazy now the Balenciaga debacle is quite a debacle it's kind of mysterious I do not understand how they could have let photos of kitties in BDSM pocketbooks you know not doing anything but just standing there and yet I also question why are there all these kitty beauty pageants I mean whether you're wearing a buckled thing or you're just dressed up in makeup I guess it sexualizes children and I would say our society does that I think a lot of societies have done that through history and it is something that you know societies struggle with and yet right now it seems to be at a fever pitch not the act itself although I will say this the act itself as Max will probably say is probably worse than ever in terms of anybody that's going to do something to a child is then maybe going to murder that child because they're you know already the devil so might as well just complete the deed just one interesting fact before I pass it to Aditya is that I learned that in Latin Balenciaga means means it translates into ball but all the king ball of the king no ball the king, the Baal. god Baal. Oh, Baal. Baal. You yeah, mean Baal, like B-A-A-L, Baal, the king? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Balenciaga in Latin is Baal, the king. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. I did not research that. I guess we're headed for a conspiracy here. But what I'm imagining myself, what I'm thinking, is what I learned in the Bible, which was that Baal was the equivalent of the devil. That Baal, and we pronounced it Baal when I went to Sunday school, Hebrew school, because it was B-A-A-L, but maybe it's also pronounced Baal. And it was a cult that seemed to elevate sexuality, yeah. And that was one thing that the Jews and then the Christians were really against because these were pagans. Well, he had balls. And he had balls. Right. And there was the golden calf that was somehow a representative of Baal or Baal. And I myself, not being a real like hardcore Judeo-Christian advocate here, (laughs) I'm being a little sarcastic. I was born Jewish. I have studied Christianity. I'm not like into the Christo-fascism or the Judeo-fascism. I'm a little bit pagan. So I'm a little bit supportive of Baal. And I'm a little bit supportive of the devil, who is the church's name for Pan, the god of nature. How about that? 
insightful breakdowns, very insightful breakdowns of both uh, Jordan Peterson and Balenciaga. Thank very you. Cool. I feel like I didn't break down Balenciaga. That is sort of crazy to me. I mean, I get Jordan Peterson a little more. I think there's mysteries beyond. And so that's why I'm more open to conspiracy theories. Although it always seems to me that people who really want to do dastardly deeds don't do it in plain sight like that. But maybe I'm wrong. And and yet I just, I just think somebody just went crazy probably taking mushrooms and then the person who was supposed to be editing it was on ecstasy. There's a a lot of bits of craziness that get out these days and I guess you could drill down and find out why and probably has to do with something to do with sex. The Pizzagate thing, I guess I see that as more of just a QAnon fantasy. Some of these people have infiltrated into the government. What people? The Pizzagate. You mean people that support the the fantasy of Pizzagate, Pizzagate. not people that are doing Pizzagate. Like the the idea of Pizzagate is what? That you take children and you molest them and then you chop them up and you put them on a pizza and eat it? Yeah, like salami or like... What? (laughs) Come on. Okay, now see, just describing it like that, that is going to get me banned somewhere on the radio. Because, you know, when you talk about this stuff, unless you do it in, I don't know, a certain way you get censored. Henry Miller used to talk about boiling babies in hot oil, axle grease. But it was a metaphor. It was a metaphor, yes. It was a metaphor. And nowadays, metaphors are very hard to kind of get across because bots take them literally. And so, I don't know, maybe it's not that they put the kid on the pizza, maybe it's just that they make the model for Balenciaga, but it's got to do with a pizza place where it all sort of happens, and it seems like it's a QAnon, GQP, QAnon talking point. Yeah, and then some idiot goes and shoots shoots up the pizza it's parlor like where this is supposed it's to like happen. like that by design, actually. QAnon yeah. was designed to confuse people about yes. Pizzagate because if yes. you'll notice, QAnon won't oh. actually investigate Pizzagate. Oh, really? But they make, what they do is they make the actual legitimate investigation of Pizzagate look crazy. And so what do you um, believe like, in, Brady? Brady? I believe that uh, elite people within Washington, D.C. have been trafficking children for decades oh now. My God. And the evidence is all out there, plain to see. The elite people in Washington, D.C. Right, no, no, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Poor Brady. People, people have been uh, um, sending, uh, 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 trafficking kids. Way, way, go to the Vatican. Yeah, the Vatican go does. Go to the Vatican. Yeah. That's the elite people. Gate. They've got a whole uh, ceiling full of little kids running around with their penises and and Washington D.C. and and yeah, Washington Washington, D.C. They caught that Republican who was after the pages. Yeah, right. They got rid of him. Anyway, here's the thing that I feel is that maybe some of that is going on and I guess that if any of it is going on we will find out because they go after anything that even smells like that but what we should be talking about really I hate to say this because I know what you're saying is very important but those people those elites are stealing our lives are killing us 
they might be molesting somebody here and there, but they're killing 99% of us. That's what they're doing. And that's what we should be concerned about. Me, that's my opinion. But I appreciate you, Brady, and I gave you an award. Huh. But that wasn't for your conspiracy theories. That was for your singing, or Rufio singing, and your playing. Anyway, it was beautiful, and I feel that you are a beautiful person. This is a rabbit hole. I don't want to go down it. I, of course, abhor any kind of exploitation of anybody. I guess I could say especially children, but I would say just anybody. And I just think that the exploitation is going on more in other areas of life than sex. I think there's some exploitation of sex, but I think there's a lot more exploitation of just living, of rent, of food, of air we breathe, of climate catastrophe. It's raining like we're in Noah's Ark right now in Los Angeles where it never rains, where there are floods in Palm Springs because of what's going on in Washington among those elites, because of what's going on all over the world because we're letting Chevron run the world, because we're letting Exxon run the world. That's what's going on. I mean, I don't know what they're doing with kids, except that they're killing kids with black lung. Forget molesting kids, they're killing kids. Dr. Susie, um, Jeffrey Epstein, the sexual aspect of Jeffrey Epstein is just the tip of the iceberg. There's yeah, a whole financial aspect to Jeffrey Epstein, a financial crime that's even more damaging than the sex trafficking, perhaps. And I don't mean to belittle what happened to those women, but um, the damage done to people all over the world is pretty extreme when you examine corporate crime of these individuals as well. I just think a lot of people get turned on hearing about it. And I'm not saying that's you, Brady. Not at all. I'm just saying there's enough people out there that respond oh, yeah. to the idea of illicit sex and then also respond to the idea of, of course, punishing it, denigrating it, and then reading more about it and hearing more about it and seeing celebrities involved with it. I think people are addicted to that because the media feeds it to us. The media feeds it to you, and the media feeds it to me. The media can't stop talking about it, and yet nobody's arrested. Because it's a basically a story. It's a story that leads to a series of stories that's all related to celebrity and sex, and it's all bad. It's all negative. And I agree, it is bad. But it makes sex look really bad, and I'm a sexologist, so I ain't for it. Can I go back to the little village in San Felice? Let me go back to that little village and, and tell you a little bit about the uh, sex. Uh, I lived there. I brought my kids there. I lived in this little village, 3,500 people. And one day, both my daughter and my son come running to the house. You know, we're Americans. Daddy, Daddy, I know who the child molester is. I said, really? Oh, oh you, it's a child? Did somebody bother you? No, no, no. The child molester is the guy that runs the tourist guide for the, for the visitors. <laughs> and everybody knows that, and every kid knows that. Except maybe the visitors. And maybe the visitors don't. Yeah, well, that's a problem. Yeah. So they deal with it in, in an ancient form. No better, no worse. But here's the thing. A lot of children have disappeared ever since 
they've made this a crime. Where a you, super crime. A super not crime. Just, it should be yeah. a crime. Well, it's a crime. It is a crime. It should no, be a crime. No doubt. It's just that we're all so addicted to it and hyper-focused on it. This is another one that I love about myself. I used to go to writing school in the 50s. And uh, the, the head of the school was a colonel. The United States Army retired. He had Nazi helmets and guns and, and uh, you know, and I would go to a writing school at his writing school and he would invite me over to his place to see all of the stuff that he wasn't supposed to have anyway and then he would give me rub downs on my legs <laughs> right and I never knew that I was being molested I, well I, you were and he yeah. shouldn't have done that yeah, of course he shouldn't have done that but I never knew that I know I only became aware of that as this crime became a super crime. Yeah. You know? Well, anyway, it should be a crime. It should be a crime. It's just that we're not going to join the pack of people that are in a sex panic. Yeah. These are the same people who are after trans rights as well. Some of them. Not all of them. But mostly. And we just are supporters of adult consensual sexuality that's what we're here for we're not here to join the pack that goes after the sex criminals there's enough people doing that they're doing that already. we're not against those people exactly except what we're against is the media what I'm against is a popular media both in the mainstream and in social media that likes to get likes and when you talk about sex. I know this. This is one reason I'm in the sex field. Hey, I get it. You talk about sex and you get likes. You get eyeballs. But then you also get accused of being somehow an exploiter or whatever you want to call this person. If you're positive. I am positive about sexuality. I am pro bonobo. And so I know how hard it is to be that way, to maintain your beliefs. It's much easier to say, oh, but you know what? All this sex is bad. And I see a lot of people doing that. They're porn stars, they make some money, and then they go, oh, but you know what? All of this is bad, really. And okay, you know, there are bad aspects to it, I agree. Except I see the world, I guess, so much in terms of life beyond sex. I mean, yes, I think sex is very important. Maybe I just see that having a livelihood that is being taken away from us. Maybe I just see that having our brains sucked out of our head by the internet, by the mega machine. Maybe I see that as being much more important for us to focus on and to take our need for sexuality, because we all have it. And that's why there are so many people paying attention to this Pizzagate and all the different offshoots because we are all interested in sex and pizza. You know, it's yummy. I'm interested in it is because... We all have to go, but this is bad. But this is really bad. And I even see your thing, be ready to lose sleep. Oh, yes, let's do a horror movie now. And I get it. Horror movies are very popular because people like to be scared about sex because the original scaremongers about sex are the Catholic Church the Jewish temple, and even a little bit the 
Greeks and Romans, but not so much. Once civilization comes up, it's like we got to control sexuality, okay? Because we got to get people to be slaves. We got to get them to channel their sexuality into ambition, into making money or giving us crops or whatever it is, or joining the army. That's the other thing. The army is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Brothers and sisters, don't you consider that the greatest exploitation in the world when they send these army recruiters into elementary schools, when they send police into elementary schools? Sorry, I think that's some child exploitation right there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. grooming right there. And, right and the there, exactly, Brady. I'm glad yeah. we agree on that. By the way, I'm going to read a few of these comments. Wow, they're pretty intense. Whew. Except they're all gone now, the intense ones. Good point, Dr. Susie. That's a good one. <laughs> Sex exploitation is small compared to the small. other exploitation. Yes. Thank you, Bert. Okay, going on. Yes, Brady. And then I want to move along to a different sort of sexual story. story. The funny story. I guess it's a good. Light, it's light, funny. A lighthearted story. It's a light, it is good because it, bad stuff's coming to light. So it, that's a good thing about it. But um, I just want to say that don't worry about all this dark, nasty stuff. Um, my generation has it under control. We can handle it. You're do Doesn't you sound like doing it. doing enough. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Now I, he's I, trying I, to make us feel old, Captain Max. Are you calling we can me? make ourselves no, no, feel old. No. That's just like a racial thing. I just want to say that y'all deserve old to enjoy your COVID. golden years. Uh, and, and, yeah. and don't. Don't let this lose, don't lose any sleep over this. The, the, if, it, if it's only me, then I've got it under control. No, yeah. But Brady, yeah. you say right here, be Brady, ready, Brady. be ready to lose sleep, Brady. You say it right yeah, here. It's terrible. It's, See, it's like the so movie you're talking out of both sides of your mouth, my darling, beautiful Brady. Crow. And, and oh. wait a minute, golden years. Yeah, right. Yeah, I need a new leg. Hey, Wait a minute, I need new names. <laughs> okay, Brady. <laughs> you going to wheel me around? Nobody told me about these. Y'all are, so, are <laughs> okay. some cool elders. Let's put it that way. Y'all are some cool. Oh, thank cooler, you. Well, cool you're elders. a cool younger. You're a cool younger. You're at least us. you're open. Go bonobos. Go bonobos. Yeah, okay. The, so the bonobos do when they see something bad happening. They, they, they gather around the bad thing happening and they, they, they kind of they, they mitigate it. Sometimes. Yeah, they try. The bonobos often do mitigate through sharing pleasures, through trying to share good things, through finding the good in the other bonobo. They don't ever kill each other. They might slap each other a little bit. Hey, there are some Will Smiths among the bonobos. But there are no Vladimir Putins and there are no George W. Bushes among the bonobos. And they have a lot of sex. And they have sex in ways that maybe we as humans can't imitate, that we shouldn't imitate. And I'm not going to go into those right now because that'll lead us to Pizzagate. But I want to say that they have a way, an openness that I try to exhibit, even as I always wish to obey the laws of the land and respect the culture the sexual culture that I live in and that is really all over the world right now because we are all affected by each other now. Even so, bonobos do show us that there is a way to peace for apes like us and that's through sharing pleasure. Female empowerment, and by the way, I'll do this while you're here, Brady, I wanna give a shout out to Mal 
who's 90 years old. Happy birthday, Mal. Happy birthday, Mal. Kenneth Malcolm Jones, who is a supporter of bonobos and female empowerment in general and the big supporter of the bonobo female empowerment program. And he also supported Bonoboville every year. Yes, he would send us a check yes. for $14,000. <laughs> and he did it as a gift so we didn't have to pay taxes on it. He paid the taxes on it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mal. Helped uh, us a lot. Yeah, helped and us now so he's much. 90 you. years old. So we are celebrating that. He also supports many other female empowering projects. He likes women. <laughs> yeah. And he wants to be in a world that is kind of run by women. And yet, of course, he's a strong man. He's an engineer. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he's a very strong man. But he empowers different women all over the world, including a group called Trust Women that supports women's right to reproduction and recreation and sexual freedom. Trust Women. And he also supports Sea Hope with Betty Abba in Nigeria, mm -hmm. which empowers young girls mm -hmm. and women. We can be politically incorrect culturally. It appears to me as an American that they really need some help and they are being empowered. And I think part of that is because lands like Nigeria were brutally taken over by Europeans by the British, by other Europeans, the French. By capitalists. Yes, by capitalists. Nothing to do with sex exactly, mostly just to make money. Well, but you know, that's a whole other discussion, but uh, the accumulation of capital is not what capitalism was. Capitalism was the shoemaker who made his shoes, decided what they were going to sell for, and worked when he wanted to work. But no. That was the merchant class. Yeah, that was the merchant. But now you had to put these people in the factory. But the king, even back then, there was a king. We're going to talk more about royalty today, tonight. Yes. But the king was always in need of money. Always. always. Once they figured out that they could be king by having some wars here and there, winning some wars, maybe losing, but then winning and always borrowing money so you could arm people and pay the conscripts and get them to work for very little by keeping them poor. And that's a lot of this machine, this mega machine that we feel we're up against and sexuality is utilized by the mega machine. All these forms of sexuality, including Attracting your eyeballs only to denigrate whatever it is that attracted your eyeballs. Those are the most successful ventures in Hollywood, in all forms of sexuality. And right now I'm being censored by Google because I am a sex positive sex therapist. Not supporting anything illicit, illegal, just wanting to talk about sex, but that is considered wrong on Google Ads. So, if you're another sex therapist and you might listen to this show at some point, beware, because we were informed the other day by a Googler that they're coming after you. It's just a matter of time. Just a matter of, they're after us already, it's just a matter of time they come after you, because if you look at the rules 
which this Googler sent. As sex therapists, we cannot talk about sex. And we cannot give advice about sex. I wonder what they say about talking about bonobo sex as an anthropologist. I, that's, uh, the bots don't... Uh, the, I remember when we were censored by AOL for that. You know, <laughs> artificial uh, uh, intelligence is not very intelligent. No. So they only take words. They don't, they don't take concepts per se. And they hear the word uh, sex. Now that must mean there's an orgy somewhere. See, Walrus Hung is saying this is an offshoot, using sex as a distraction yes. of the elites distracting with bread and circuses. Mm-hmm. Well, I say bread, great, although it's not so good for your bread, exactly. That's too much carbs. But food, <laughs> good food, good water, these are all getting to be more and more difficult to obtain for regular people or even middle class people. And if you can, they're poisoned. Very much so, with they plastic. They are poisoned with plastic. They're poisoned with sugar. They're poisoned with chemicals that were never meant to be ingested. Now, the rich people, they can afford getting fine organic foods, although I bet you they go for the McDonald's, too, every well, you once know, in a while. We know Trump does. <laughs> Speaking of which, is he still around? Loser is a century. Talking to old, he's looking oh, old. He wow. is looking older than I am. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Now, they should kick him into prison, but there's so many reasons. We won't even get into yeah, those. Let's, let's, uh, <laughs> I'd like to read some more of these. Um, these what? Uh, comments. Oh, you got some? No. I'm just oh, there we go. <laughs> so true, Dr. Susie, says Rosehip. So I think that's a good thing, just because she buttered me up right there. But she looks kind of hot, even though it's a drawing. Rose Hip looks very hot. There's a lot of hot women here. Uh I mean, I I, I don't want to be sexist, but there's some hot, beautiful, and probably very... XOXO is from India and searching for a mistress. Ah. (laughs) Right here (laughs) on our site. Okay, as long as it's legal. Well, actually, that's probably not legal. But we're all for legalizing, actually decriminalizing sex work among consenting adults. And Lily Bell is learning to embrace and find a balance in my dark side. Intriguing journey inside. Do we know this person? This sounds like an interesting person. I hope by dark side... You're going to stay legal and you're going to stay healthy. But exploring like fantasies that might be unhealthy in real life, I think that's okay. And actually sometimes good, such as Mr. Jordan Peterson was exploring. I mean, I don't totally think he's like the enemy of the world. I do think he was the model for the bad guy in Olivia Wilde's movie, don't worry, darling, the cult leader. He's kind of like that, but not so organized. He's just out there trying to make a buck in the capitalist world. He's up there in Canada and he's trying to be intellectual and he's right wing. I'm not in favor of a lot of what he says, but I have to say there are a few good things that he says. He talks about love in a way that I found romantic. There's a side of him like that. And I guess that he feels that way about his grandmother's pubic hair, which I know, that's a little weird, okay. But as Max says, as Freud says, there's a syndrome 
all about that. So a lot of guys and women are feeling these well, Oedipus and Electra complexes. Some of them act on them, hopefully when they're consenting adults at least, although even that is illegal these days, so we don't recommend it. But having the fantasy, it's so common. Listen, one of our most popular and terrible presidents, because he was such a capitalist, Ronald Reagan, he used to call Nancy, his wife, mommy. Mommy. Yeah. So anyway, moving right along to Tennessee police orgies. They're a thing now. Did you know that? Yeah, Tennessee is a big orgy state now. Well, I don't know if they're a big orgy state. I mean, I think there's a lot of orgies no, no, going no, no, on no, in no. general. Let me tell you, in Tennessee, there's the grandmother stuff. There's all of that stuff is going on You don't on always hear about it. No, you don't always hear about it. I guess that's the key here. This story came out somehow. Maybe it's because the gal at the center of it seems just very happy with herself. Although there is a rumor she stuck a gun to her head oh, and God. did a little Russian roulette thing. So, but listen, this is a gal who joined the police force. So there's already got to be something wrong there. I would hope there would be better police, healthier police. And I would have had hope for this gal because I know a lot of police officers that are clients of the Institute who have very high sex drives and that's why they like the adrenaline rush and honestly i feel that being the central character in orgies at the police station it's questionable i mean especially the on-duty blowjob i don't think anybody should have been fired actually and i think it's great that police are having sex not killing innocent people. On the job, that way they can't shoot anybody. Exactly, they're getting their yayas out and maybe yeah. they can just relax and be peace officers, right? We would like you to be peace officers. So we don't see anything wrong with it. It's consensual, it's not like they were intimidating right. somebody that wasn't on the force. She mostly led it all, so we don't feel that it's any kind of female exploitation. Right. They also showed pictures of the guys, they looked like hunks. So we're kind of for it. I hope that she and her husband survive this. He seems to want to, although he says he's against it, but then again, he's a pastor's son, so maybe he feels he has to. I think he's a secret cuckold. That's what I was thinking. He's a secret cuckold, and you ought to invite some of the sheep from the, uh, from the church. Maybe Well, well I, I think they should in. get an OnlyFans. It reminds me of the, uh, the, uh, the church up in Bakersfield, where everybody was fucking everybody else's wife and husband and so forth. Right. And they had to move. Because oh, my God. <laughs> well, we'll talk more about that, but I think Cornelius, Cornelius is, is in the call-in area or the caller area. He is calling on call-in. Hello. Hello. I, I, can, you hear, can, you, can you all hear me right now? Yes. Yep, yep. Hello. I was... Uh, it's crazy to me to talk about uh, Tennessee being a good, like, orgy state. I'm from, oh, really? Yeah, I'm from Paritsville, Tennessee, just in the east of the state. Uh-huh. And it's like, you know, it's 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 rare, rare, rarer than you think, I mean, than you may think, but when you when you know where to look, it's like everywhere. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> well, it's hard to find. We said it's mostly secret. 
but yeah, if, well, you know, they got like the they got these Facebook groups, you know, right. and they got mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. there's like internet uh, forums, uh-huh. uh, that type of thing, you know. But and swingers, I bet you got some swingers there. Oh are yeah. You, <laughs> are you calling from Tennessee? No, I'm on my uh, I'm on my stepson's phone. He's uh, from California, but oh okay, okay. Yeah. So you're in the rain with us. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm down here in Ojai. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah, it's very, very hot, very humid weather over here. Anyway, I won't let you folks go, but... Uh, well, okay, so do you know anything about these police orgies in Tennessee, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, I believe it. Okay, because there's this woman that's at the center of it. I mean, she's all over the news, so I don't mind. Megan Hall and her pastor's son, husband, Jedediah... Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see my pastor's son there. Uh-huh. I saw him, I saw him like, four or five times. At an uh, orgy. Oh, yeah, Newport. In Newport, okay. Yeah, and it, yeah I saw him like four or five times. I saw the guy who works at the Walgreens. Um, the guy from Walgreens, you saw him at the swing club. <laughs> well, this is going on in Coffee County. Oh, you man, know, I don't know where that is. Let, you, let me look. Here. Middle Tennessee State University is where the yeah, guy. See, I don't, I don't, it's Nashville business. I don't. I don't like. You know, that's a whole whole different world over there. Oh, you know okay, I mean? but it's all over Tennessee, I guess. Orgies, you know, police orgies and regular orgies and. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, in a way, this was regular because it mostly happened off duty, but there was one on duty blowjob. I mean, I know my my cousin. He was a he was a sheriff detective in uh, Greene County. Uh-huh. He was either a detective or a, I think he became a detective over in Greene County. Yeah. And he would you know he went to these key key parties that type of thing. Oh yeah, and, the key uh, parties. Yeah. You know they cool. would always ask him bring his sheriff uniform. You know bring the dress uniform. You know. <laughs> key parties, boy, that's an old-fashioned term from the swinger days of. The 50s and 60s when the they Force. would throw the keys into a bin. and you Well, would the, the, the thing was, they would tell him, you know, bring the, his uniform from work because a lot of the ladies liked it, you know. <laughs> and yeah, he of felt course. like he, he had to, you know, he had to have the car, too, you know, so you bring the, <gasps> the patrol car. Wow. And, All uh, right. <laughs> it was, uh, and they had to tell him to stop because the key looked so different. It had all these radio things on it and it's beeping and they're like oh we know who this is you know wow so, uh, that's the one thing i remember from uh, this got to be oh, 1998 all right yes yes well i did know a few police officers myself i will not say where who have done some exciting sexual things all consensual but with their uniforms cars etc these guys have high sex drives plus the fact is, there's orgies going on everywhere, even in states with squeaky clean images. Well, I don't know if Tennessee has a squeaky clean image, because after all, Nashville, right? I, I agree. I have to let you go, because my stepson's calling me. Right, up. right, right. Okay. 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 We're having fun talking about Tennessee with yeah, an actual nice. person Thank from you so Tennessee. Much. That was great. That really was like regular radio right there. <laughs> right. We talk about police orgies in Tennessee. And you get a call right away. Hey, police orgies in Tennessee, I know all about that. 
I've been to the orgies, and I know police officers go to the orgies with their cars, everything. You know, I, I know you people out there, you think that's wrong. I think that shooting innocent people in the back is wrong. I think a knee on the neck is wrong, of course. That was so blatant. But there's so many acts that go unseen. No reference to unseen Abe, hey. by the way. <laughs> right, yeah, that's me. Yeah. But well, yeah, I was going to say, uh, are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only 10 I see. cute very cute very cute very cute well more power to megan i hope she has an interesting fun life she seems fun loving and she's going out with her dog for a pee and she got cameras on her dog has a cone like chico you know so her dog must be scratching on his eye and she's out there in her sweatpants they go whoa yeah, she doesn't look like what you might imagine. Well, yeah, she's walking her dog. Anyway, this is celebrity. This is toxic celebrity. And she wasn't a celebrity f- before. Maybe she wants to be a celebrity. It's very seductive. Yes, you want to be wanted. And she certainly wanted to be wanted by all these hot police officers. Maybe that's why she became one herself in uniform and with police cars with antennas (laughs) (laughs) and they are in laverne a town of forty thousand people 20 miles southeast of nashville there are a lot of religion a lot of horniness going on and it's rough it's yet you know a lot of people love it and so hey i just hope the best for her and for all the guys involved because so far what I know and maybe I'm going to hear otherwise later that always happens but so far it seems like it was consenting fellow police officers and mostly not on campus you, you know I have I have a friend whose girlfriend is a hooker and she just moved to Tennessee to practice her hookery because a lot of good business there she said yeah <laughs> So shout out to DeLove and Be Live, who won Most Bonobo Couple and were caught having sex by cops and shamed for it. In Beverly Hills. Yeah, you can bring up these cops. No. I mean, listen, it's fun to have sex in a car. As long as it's not moving, I think it's great. I, mean, I just don't Don't do it while it's moving. I don't understand how people on the third floor could look down to the street Mm. and see them inside having sex. Probably they were watching. From the third floor, you see the roof. Maybe they had a sunroof. Uh, Maybe they had a sunroof. What I'm curious about is how many innocent people did these six police officers kill during the period of their sexcapades? I mean, how many? Did they beat, rape, falsely arrest? There's not a word about any of that. So I betcha they didn't do it. I betcha they did a lot less than they do normally anyway, or than their fellow police officers. And the hubby's on board, as he sounds like he is. It's a very bonobo way to run a police department, actually, you know. 
not the on-duty BJ, but the hot tub party at a guy's house. And by the way, for some reason, the guy's okay. The guy's okay. Certain people keep their jobs. Can, can we call the police department and, and congratulate them on, you know, they're there 24 hours a day. Well, we could. We could try. Hi. Good on you. Although they fired the people. So. Oh, they fired the people. Yeah, That's not they, good. Yeah, exactly. So That's no fun. Now she's a celebrity. And celebrities are everywhere, more than ever. They've long been everywhere, but now it just seems like they're crowding your eyeballs because you have to do so many things on your phone, your computer, the internet, and there's always celebrities vying for your attention. Dancing, singing, having sex, divorcing, going crazy, having accidents. <laughs> just so much. It's just mind-boggling. And it turns out it's also hard for them, too. Not that I really feel sorry for them, because they go for it. Uh, I'm going to have a gummy. I can't take this. Go ahead. <laughs> gummy, gummy. It's the tragedy of celebrity in our society, you know. Lisa Marie Presley is an example, I think. She died some kind of heart attack. She just had enough grief. And, ah, uh, yeah. It's rough. She had just been to the Golden Globes. And then we have uh, Prince Harry with his spare right now. Fastest selling nonfiction book of all time. Not counting the Bible, which is, of course, a fiction book. And isn't that more of a slow selling book anyway? But it's a good example of toxic celebrity of several centuries, many generations, in one family that sort of spreads out to other families and affects all of us and seems to be going haywire now, has gone haywire before. Always haywire. Mm. Part of the mega machine. Are you chewing audibly so we hear you or is this something Yeah, so people, you know, I should I, I, try I to override. No, no, I want no, to be... You I, want to be heard chewing. I want to I be transparent. Okay. Are you expressing your feelings about this subject? Um, celebrity, toxic celebrity? Can you imagine being Elvis's daughter? What that entails in your life? Right. Huh? I mean, you're a prince's son. Yeah, but I got kicked out of the <laughs> You're a princess's son also. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but I didn't live under their thumb. You left. I left. You didn't leave quite like Prince Harry, but sort of, you left. Now I should sell old age, anti-old age. I can't do that. I'm already almost 80, so. Wait. I should call you Prince more often, though. It might yes. make us some money. I call you Absolutely. Captain because you've worn this Captain's hat, as I have. But Captain just fits. But you are a Prince on your... Italian side and your Czech father's side. Yeah. Lubkovitz and Filangieri. Well. So do you feel pressure from these houses? Uh, no, I don't feel pressure. I, I do feel pressure more from, uh, well, my father's gone now. He, he left. But um, 
I felt more pressure from him. Just as a person. Yeah, that's my father, to to li- to do certain things. Deliver this. For example, I had to take horseback riding lessons. Right. Like I'm going to the Crusades or something. <laughs> you know. And um, well, that's fun. I like horses. Well, that was but fun. It's, it's definitely animal cruelty. But but I had to go. I mean, it was like Prince Harry had an affair with a horse. Horse woman. A horse woman. Yeah. Okay. Who treated him like a horse? He said. Oh, there kind you of go. mounted him and spanked him. Really. Outside a pub, and that's uh, where he lost his virginity or gained uh, his sexual all knowledge. Right, all you right. Say. Okay. Hey, that's cool. Anyway. He's the good guy in his own memoir. Is that a surprise? No, it's his own <laughs> memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> but people seem to believe it, but some people don't. People that support the monarchy, that like this, I guess, that consciously think about it. I guess this is forcing people to consciously think about what a monarchy is, what it means. Most people don't think about it. A monarchy is a malarkey, malarkey. Right. You should know that all this thing that the kings and the princes and the <clears throat> my family got their titles from the Austro-Hungarian Empire because they were sheep herders. Right. And they sold not sheep shit, but sheep wool. heads, wool, wool, yeah. Right. And so they were one of the richest in the uh, Austro-Hungarian. There you go. And so the king handed out these titles, you know. Yeah, money. Yeah, and the kings gave them themselves. They said, I'm the king of my land. So it gives a sort of divinity, a celebrity. Yeah. That's beyond just being like a businessman that just made a deal to get some power. It's beyond that. Although it is that, you are getting a power through your deal that you're spending money. I don't know exactly the history of that in the British royal family. I know a little more about the stealing that they did. But I also know that the Windsors seem to come from Germany. And there's like a lot of trading of families back and forth here. Yeah. Well, okay, now you told me something. Excuse me, I'm burping and I'm old. Okay, please excuse me. So, Lopkowitz and the Austro-Hungarian Empire was eventually overthrown. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met the person, that f- family member who overthrew it. <laughs> right. Their name was Jonathan Strauss. Uh-huh, Jonathan. The Strausses... You made your penis buckle. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the Strausses funded the war mm-hmm. against the Austro-Hungarian Empire. World War One. They were one of the, yeah. They were one of the the, the 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 funders. Okay. You know. So anyway, it was kind of funny. Americans were kind of against the. I say kind of because World War One was so confusing. Yeah, it was. A World War Two was got Nazis here. <laughs> you got commies here. We like the commies for now, but as soon as we win against the Nazis, who we're going to invite into our nuclear program, by the way, we're turning on the commies. It was just kind of funny to, yeah. to meet this guy. Wow. You know, who's, who's as we're talking, he says, you know, my family helped fund the war. <laughs> Damn. Is that right, Jonathan? But you, you know? also met the Rockefellers. Yeah, I also met them, wars. and they funded... Uh, it's all capitalism, just... 
-hmm. put moving chess pieces. Yeah, and, and by the way, I just want to come out and say, although I support Prince Harry <laughs> for kind of sort of taking down the monarchy, at least taking it down a peg, pun intended to the Prince of Pegging, who sounds like a royal pain in the butt, you know, if you read excerpts, which I've been reading, I haven't gotten the whole book. But I am not a fan of him killing 25 Afghan people. Just not. Sorry. Why I'm, do you even want to tell that? Well, why do you even want to do that? Or why do you want to do that? <laughs> and then why do you want to tell that? Right. And I get kind of why he wants to tell that. I get it. He has a reason. He feels that admitting to it is part of kind of coming to terms with your PTSD. And I do agree that there's an awful lot of people who have been through war that have PTSD that need to come to terms with it and this is one way supposedly to do that he's not killing anybody he's I, I, telling I, his truth quote I, unquote I would like to fact check that because I cannot imagine that Prince Harry was out in the battlefield it's all hard to understand and I don't know and he says the main thing to get across is that he's not being boastful and he's mad that some media says that he is. And, you know, that's subjective. And, of course, being boastful is terrible. But, you know, the lives of these people is not subjective. Whether you're boastful or not, they're dead. And those are dead. And, and he and talked about them like he said the word chess pieces. Yeah. Chess pieces on a board. Which I get it, too, that you're trying to convey this mindset that you don't feel that you're killing a fellow human being. And that's part of the problem, really. Because these are fellow human beings. This is the problem with war. And you're expressing it. And I'm not saying it's your fault, although I would say it's very much your family's fault that a lot of these military adventures in pursuit of money, money, money go on. My military career was very short. Uh, in basic training because I, I shot down 11 of 12 targets with my M1 uh, rifle. And then I got up and left the firing line and they came after me, what are you doing, where are you going? I said, you know what, I just shot down 11 dummies popping up at 150 yards and so forth. Mm. I could kill someone. Wow. And I'm not doing that. <laughs> and that was the end of my army career. Right. Yeah, you know, you people out there, you're probably wondering why I'm not telling stories and Max is. One reason is that I was not in the military <laughs> and I also <laughs> am not royal, either one. I'm just this person. So anyway, I see here that Prince Harry, I will speak for him since you all don't know, he said it to reduce suicide among vets. Now, I don't know how that works exactly. Making vets feel good about their killing? I don't know. I mean, really, it's, it is kind of dangerous. But with all due respect, maybe we should be traumatized by war. Not to the point that we commit other crimes, no. But I think that war is something that should traumatize us, especially a war in which we're doing most of the killing? Yeah. Yeah. And we certainly shouldn't acclimatize ourselves to war and killing. And, and Prince Harry killed 25 people. Uh, the kingdom of uh, 
of, of uh, the United Kingdom killed 200 million people in mm -hmm. Africa. 200 million right. people. Much more, much, much more. That's more. why I say that you're a pawn in yeah. the chess game. And something else about the wonderful uh, British royal family and, and England, the English Empire, they are the world's biggest drug dealers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the good part. All no, no the <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> because they forced it on Chinese people, by the way, which was not a good part at all. And to this day... And selling hard drugs, you know, not just pot. Oh, no, no. These we're talking heroin. We're, we're talking oh, hard yeah. drugs, you know. And, uh, yeah, so this little drug dealer that you might have in your neighborhood, he, he's a fucking saint compared to this royal family. Yeah, so what I feel is that Harry is at least putting his own PTSD to some good use okay. to demolish... His family, the British royal family. I mean, he says he's not demolishing them, and he might not demolish them. I mean, they've survived more. But bottom line, if you're British, whether you love Prince Harry or hate him, you have to wonder, why are you paying for all this shit? He certainly makes the case that it made him miserable. Of course, he's now got another boss, but maybe different bosses. Capitalism, you know, he could have different ones. But with the monarchy, it was one crazy family. He certainly makes a case to abolish the monarchy. I mean, he says the enemy is the paparazzi, who of course helped to cause the death of his mother, who of course helped to make him leave, who of course helped to make it all awful, but who are fed literally and figuratively by the monarchy. They are fed by that. They are part of the monarchy. They're part of the administration, so to speak. And they're, they're part of making these, these actors and actresses and football players into some kind of monarchy. Uh, yeah. It's a living soap opera. Yeah, they, they make them famous. So he complains and wants them to respect his privacy and his nuance and his attention when they are literally paid to do the opposite. They're paid to find things out about him, to just sensationalize whatever he says. He's royalty. He's part of the current divinity. And the same system that paid for his wonderful life, the royal life in Balmoral and all of that, and still pays for his royal rebel life. Now it's a royal rebel life, because we wouldn't be interested in this guy if he wasn't royal, let's face it. I mean, he's very cute, and he and his wife look great together. I will say they do. I hope they have a great sex life. They look like they do. But it's the royal family it's that system that is still paying because you're now taking media away from them and you're making money. Selling face cream. The mega machine of capitalism mixed with royalty, divinity, and the more eyeballs you win, the more you pay with your privacy. And I think that he should remember about uh, Princess D, Di, what's her name? D? Princess Diana. Yeah, Princess His Diana. Mother. Yeah. 
he should remember Khashoggi too. Right. You know, uh, I predict, and I would not like to see this happen, but it could. The royal family is not going to let him do this too much longer. Well, there's going to be a terrible situation. I happening. hope you're wrong. I I might be wrong, but I uh, hope you are. Uh, you know, uh, these people ain't fucking around over there. <laughs> Whoa, that would be too crazy. Right. They say history repeats itself. First is tragedy, then is farce. But that yeah. wouldn't be no farce. That would be awful. And actually, that saying isn't really true. There's so many wars, and none of them are farces. They're all terrible. This is the deal of celebrity and capitalism. And the royals are the ultimate celebrities. Wow. You know what it reminds me of? Prince Harry right now. He, you know, he is like that kid on your pirate radio show that you did with <laughs> Willem de Ritter. He's setting fire to his family's house figuratively. Right. Figuratively. He's yes. setting fire to his family's house in the media. That kid did that. He went on the radio. It was actually quite satisfying. He didn't really burn it down. He did this creative thing. So Harry is doing this creative thing. It doesn't save him from his fate. I would be very careful, Harry. <laughs> no, no, take it from another prince. <laughs> I, would, I, would take it, I would be very, very careful knowing the history of your family and... Uh, what they've wrought uh, around the world. Um, anyway. Yeah. I hope not. Hope not. Hope not. And, uh, okay. They're going to put on one hell of a coronation that's going to cost a lot of poundage. Oh, the, for the new guy. For the new Tampax King. The Tampax King. Now, right. Do people know about that? I guess they know about that. Oh, Camilla, I would love to be inside of you. What would I be? Oh, I don't know. Oh, how about a finger? No, I, well, how about a tampax? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, no, no. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, Camilla. Oh, oh do you like that? Charles, do you like that? You like Chucky, that, right? Chucky. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. If you okay. grow up with that, I mean, what are you going to do? There's the royal family of England. This is one way to deal with toxic celebrity, I don't know, and nepotism. Wow, that's a whole other subject to bring up. At least he admits to it. But I am circulating Susie Awards for your merit. None of you are related to me, actually. I am not into nepotism. I'm into a lot of fetishy things, a lot of kinks. Nepotism isn't one of them much to... Who's chagrin? My brothers? I don't know. Nobody's. But anyway, we say hi to Max's family. He's a little closer to them than I am to mine in both ways. Who are we saying hi to? Your family. My the royal families. The, the, the families, yes. La familia. La familia. <laughs> la familia. The royal filangeris. Yeah, the noble. Right. The noble, they like to call themselves. Oh, noble, not royal. Yeah, the noble filangeris. A peg below royal. Royal, a royal. A prince of pegging. Y yeah, he's not a king. Not such a big dildo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a king or a, right. or a queen. It's a, it's a noble. A noble. Yeah. Mm. You know, sometimes you get those on your faces. Hey, you know, your when face. you're a Tampax king, next step is out, out, damn spot. 
<laughs> little blood analogy there for England and its kings. Ooh, right. But, you know, in those days when Shakespeare was writing Macbeth, he was writing about kings that actually did the killing. Now they don't get their hands dirty. Yeah, and to all you uh, uh, artificial, uh, ignorant bots, uh, please don't take any of our words seriously. No, we are a parody account. Yeah, we're just a joke. Total uh, parody. Fuck total the rich. Parody, yeah. right. Fuck the rich. Uh, eat spinach. And eat spinach. Well, Popeye. No, no. Popeye, right. It's good have for you. The big muscle. Right. You yeah. should eat yeah. good food, have good sex. Yeah, right. Go bonobos in 2023. Read my article. And do now good. Do on good. On Counterpunch. And if you got an award, give yourself a pat on the back. Congratulations. And it's a good time to make peace on earth, pleasure for all. That's the Democrats, the Republicans, the Ukrainians, the Russians, the crazy people, and the sane people. Because everybody who's sane thinks the other side's crazy. That's really how it's working these days. That's why the Civil War is a war on being civil. But we are trying to make kink, not war. And if you need to talk privately, you can give us a call at 213-291-9497. That is the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences. We have sex therapists of all levels of education and uh, culture, and they help you with your sexuality 24-7 standing by, sitting around, and laying down, <laughs> right? And we're on the love train. It's the peace train. It's not a bullet train. Well, could be a bullet vibrator, because we make kink, not war. That's right. And so... And so... You, you should be bonobo. Thank you, all you guys that have been listening and putting up with us. Right. Uh, we love you, love you, love you. Uh, I love some of you more than others. Rosehip <laughs> is my girl here. Oh, right? yeah. Brady was fun, and we got Daddy there. Okay. We got Wally. Daddy? Daddy, yeah. I don't know. Daddy, really? he's right next to Lily. Who's Lily? Lily, there's all oh, look at her. Oh, yes. I know. But I'm old-fashioned, so if I, I say make comments like that, you need to forgive me. Ooh. I come from another time. No, that's not... <laughs> An excuse for bad behavior. Okay. I, it's not bad behavior. I just think you're beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rosehip says, Dr. Susie, you're right. We are all humans that have sexual desires no matter what we wake up and clock in and do every day. day. As long as it is healthy and legal, we should embrace our pleasures. Yeah. Thank you for your voice. And I would say, well, healthy and legal. That would go with consensual and adult. It has to be healthy and legal. So I agree with you, Rosehip, and thank you for agreeing with me. Thank you all for joining us. Riding that train. Choo-choo. And it's a train into 2023. It's a train into the future. But it's a train that doesn't really go anywhere because <laughs> the future is a circle, we hope. We hope there's not an end of the tunnel. 
Around and around and around we go. We're just going through the tunnel of love, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, all you children of sex. We are going through the tunnel of love. Mm -mm. So I want you to be good. I want you to be happy if you can. It's not required, but try to be happy. You're going to be miserable also. If you yeah, want. you could be. I'm trying to help you to be happy, yeah. but if you're not, hey, it's, it's on okay. you. Yeah, you could be miserable. <laughs> but regardless, try not to hurt anybody, including yourself. Don't be hurting yourself. Do good in the world. Try to take your trauma and turn it into something good, what I would call bonobo good respectful if you can be respectful that would be a plus <laughs> yes. but let's say good and if you feel like you can't be good then stay home and enjoy your fantasies and do good even if you're bad you should do some good oh well that's yeah. a requirement that's some serious stuff uh, yeah. if you can do good if you can't stay home stay home yeah no i i know a lot of you stay at home this is what the society creates is almost the inertia of just staying in your chair. So I empathize with you. I don't think it's healthy. I think you should get out of your chair. But I got it. So if you got to do that, just don't hurt anybody, including yourself. And make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love, uh. not war. Make love to someone you, you love. Right tonight even, even if that someone, someone is you i love you i love you too i love all of you i okay. really love you you guys take care i love the glasses samantha Free songs Free songs give us a million dollars to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else you can talk to us I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.